0: Tonight is study number nine of Revelation chapter 17. We're going to be reading verses 11 and 12. And the beast that was and is not even he is the eighth and is of the seven and goeth into perdition. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. And I'll stop reading there and we're continuing discussing the, uh, vision that God gave the apostle John of a beast with seven heads and ten horns. And that beast is Satan and the seven heads, which are, were said to be seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. And, and then God said there, there are seven kings. They represented the seven kingdoms of Satan as there is only seven, even though God is Mentioning now an eighth in verse 11. Yet the seven periods, the seven kingdoms of Satan represent Satan's rule from the beginning of the fall of man. And that was the beginning of Satan's kingdom. Remember it's, it's a kingdom of evil, a kingdom of darkness. And that's when evil began when Eve and then Adam disobeyed God. They became um, servants to sin into Satan, they were the first citizens of that evil kingdom, and of course now there's multitudes and multitudes of of citizens. There's billions of people alive on the earth presently that are unsaved and and inhabitants of the kingdom of this world, which was the kingdom of Satan until he was defeated on May twenty one, two thousand eleven. Well, the seven kings represent Satan's periods of rule throughout all history. And the seventh identifies with the final rule during the little season of the Great Tribulation. We discussed that last time. As God breaks up um, the, the seven periods in verse 10, he says five are fallen, and that would be the time uh, of the Old Testament, 11,000 plus years. One is, that is Satan's period of rule from the cross until the end of the church age, which was a very different um, dominion for him since the Bible says he was bound and unable to bind the hearts of men as he in time past was able to do. And then the other is not yet come. That is that last seventh kingdom that lasts for only a short space or a little season when we consider that the six previous periods were thousands of years and, and we, we can see why God calls it a short space. The little season of the Great Tribulation is only 23 years. From May 21, 1988 through May 21, 2011, the Great Tribulation, the judgment on the church took place. Satan was granted rule like never before in the earth and in church. It, it was unprecedented and, and God, in order to stress and, and to let us know that this last rule, this, this very last kingdom of Satan during that little season of the Great Tribulation that it would be unlike anything before. He tells us in verse 11, the beast that was, and he was in the Old Testament, and is not because he received a death blow at the cross, and as Revelation 13 points out. Let me just read that as God says in verse 3 and I saw one of his heads this is speaking of the same beast that comes up out of the sea with seven heads I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed that all the world wondered after the beast so the beast was and is not during the period of his thousand year binding when he's Said to be in a bottomless pit. Uh, He, of course, he continues to exist and did exist during that time, which was over the course of the 1955 years of the church age. But, but, um, it's just the language God is using to identify with that time. The beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth and is of the seven and goeth into perdition. So, God, with this statement that he is the eighth, he's of the seven, that means it's Satan. There's no new character on the scene, no um, different fallen angel, no demon has risen up uh, to usurp Satan's authority. It's the same evil creature from the very beginning, that is of the seven, yet God is highlighting that He is also the eighth. Now, uh, why why does God do this? Well, in order to emphasize the number eight, and the the number eight um, can point to a new beginning, as we know that God has built into um, the the timetable of the earth weeks every seven days. And and he did this by uh, through the creation week. Six days he worked. And the seventh day he rested. And then the eighth day goes back to the first day. It's a new beginning of a new week. And likewise now Satan um, as it says here is the eighth the beast that was and is not is the eighth, but he's of the seven. It, it's uh, because it's almost as if he's been resurrected when he rises out of the bottomless pit at the beginning of the Great Tribulation. And when the world now is unrestrained from sin to a large degree, more and more God has lifted his hand of restraint off the hearts of men, so that now the world can exult in its wickedness and delight in its evil pleasures, like never before, certainly Satan is uh the beast, the one that's reigning and and that was the case during that period of twenty three years of great tribulation and It was unprecedented that uh, this was taking place and not only in the world, but in the churches. Satan, who had infiltrated the churches and sowed tares amongst the wheat and was constantly working through his emissaries to uh, to distort and pervert the gospel and turn the gospel into other kinds of gospels and was successful uh, to a significant degree in, in many churches, sometimes with whole denominations, they would become other gospels, yet he was never able to overcome the complete church, the entire church, until then. And, and then God just gave it to him and turned it over as the Holy Spirit left and abandoned the church. Satan entered in and took his seat as the man of sin. And, and it was uh, in a sense, as though he were reborn. It was a new beginning of his evil reign. Uh, he had reigned for thousands of years, but now something spectacular was happening. Uh, had he finally overcome God, he he overcame the outward representation of the kingdom of God, which was the church, and that gave mankind Hope, which is a terrible thing to say, but they they hate God. They hate the Word of God. They they um, like the idea of being free to sin, and and sin all the more to develop their own morality, as we're we're seeing today. So this is the idea I think behind the number eight, with God saying that He is the eighth and is of the seven. You know this. Um uh idea of the eighth is also in view in the book of Daniel, in chapter seven, where God speaks of uh four beasts that that God uh revealed to Daniel in a vision. Uh, he says in Daniel seven verse three, and four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. Now when we read of these four beasts says the first was like a lion in verse 4, and behold another beast, the second like to a bear, and after this I behold in verse 6, and another like a leopard. And then when we read again in Revelation chapter 13 of the beast that comes up out of the sea, it says in verse 2, And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. The very same three creatures that God mentions here in Daniel 7 which which means there's no question this is the same beast it's Satan and it's the time of the end it's pointing to the great tribulation and then it says in verse 7 of Daniel chapter 7 after this I saw in the night visions and behold a fourth beast dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly and it had great iron teeth It devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it and it had ten horns. Now that's the idea of why God is saying in our chapter in Revelation 17 in that verse that he is the eighth and is of the seven. He wants us to know that this final kingdom of Satan is diverse. It's different it's still Satan, so he's of the seven, but uh, there's a change, a, a dramatic and drastic change in God's program by allowing Satan to win and to overcome and to conquer the church and, and to greatly increase through mankind's wickedness. Satan is elevated because... When men sin, they serve sin and Satan. And and so through all those things, God wants it to be known that this is a vastly different time in which Satan will win over the corporate church, not over the true church, the elect church, but over the corporate church, and God even turns the hearts of men by lifting his hand of restraint more and more over to Satan, God is giving mankind up to do wickedly, such as in the case of um, homosexuality or uh, in, in the case of um, man's just cold heart towards the commandments of God on so many points. Uh, we, we don't have to recount them all. But that's the idea. It's it's a diverse kingdom, this final kingdom. And and so God uses that number eight. He is the eighth. It's a new beginning in a sense. And and here also in Daniel 7, 7, it says the, the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. Well, in verse 8, it goes on to say, Consider the horns, and behold, There came up among them another little horn. So if there were ten, and a little horn came up, that would make eleven. And then it says, Before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. So if you have eleven, and three horns are plucked up, or minus three, you now have eight horns. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of man and a mouse speaking, great things so with the horns in Daniel 7 7 and 8 God is also um, focusing in on the number 8 and it relates to the diverse nature of this last final great kingdom of Satan the last period of his rule All right, going back to Revelation 17 it says again in verse 11, And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth and is of the seven and goeth into perdition. Now we we discuss perdition back in verse 8. And uh, I'll just read the beginning of that verse where it says, The beast that thou sawest was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. These are... It, it's like steps. Here, uh, it, uh, God in a single sentence has laid out thousands of years of history and Satan's fate, Satan's history, what's going on at present and what will happen soon in the future. When he says, the beast thou sawest was, again, the Old Testament, thousands of years, is not, he was bound at the cross, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit. He will have that period of rule for the Great Tribulation. It will be as though he's returned to life in an evil sense, and following that, go into perdition. Because after the Great Tribulation is Judgment Day, and at Judgment Day, Satan is defeated. He's cast into the lake burning with fire, fire and brimstone and he's destroyed and goes into perdition. Perdition means destruction. Satan is destroyed as a creature. Now God allowed Satan to exist. I don't think we can say to live because um, to know God is life and and Satan has existed. He's had conscience existence for many thousands of years over the course of Earth's history, and 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 yet that's been uh, no great thing, uh, because even if someone could live or or exist the entire duration of all the time the world has ever seen, still it's a temporal existence, because there's an end and And when there is an end to something, it turns that thing into vanity. and so the entire rule of Satan, all that he aspired to, all that he thinks he achieved and obtained through um, deceiving Adam and Eve and having mankind serve him and uh, through wickedness, all that he thinks that that he got by taking his seat in the temple and and showing himself that he is God is gone it's it's like a puff of smoke it it's gone forevermore never to be considered or remembered or brought into mind ever again by the people of God for all eternity satan is destroyed he is in perdition he is part of this world and this creation that God has also destroyed at that point, and not even a, a single thought that that will be spent on this evil creature and it, it just goes to show the ultimate vanity, the emptiness of the whole thing um uh, in so far as satan's concern and in so far as unsaved mankind is concerned as they have struggled and and desired um the things of this world and and sought to obtain them and it's all gone of course when men have died and it's all gone when the world is removed from them and they are destroyed also They also go to perdition. They also are burned up in in the lake of fire, and they cease to exist forevermore. Annihilation is the theological term for God's final judgment of Satan and of mankind. And the law will be satisfied at that point. That's the demands of God's law. Uh, that man and all which have sinned against him, which includes Satan and the fallen angels, die. And, and that is what death is. It is a, uh, cessation of existence. It is to be no more, as the Bible says in several places. Well, it goes on to say here in Revelation 17 and verse 12, And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. So we saw um, in Daniel seven that there were there were ten horns. We also saw this in in Revelation thirteen, and I'm going to go back there again. In Revelation thirteen and in verse one, and I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up. "...out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his heads ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy." When the horns are crowned, well, then it indicates royalty or that they are kings. And it is during the Great Tribulation that they are crowned. And that's what God is telling us here in Revelation 17:12. The ten horns... Which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, and all of the previous periods of Satan's dominion No uh, these these ten horns again they all represent Satan. It's not ten little uh evil rulers, but it's all Satan. The and the number ten identifies with completeness And it points to completeness, I think, in two ways in regards to Satan's final period of rule. Number one, he will have complete rule over the world and the church, the unsaved inhabitants of the earth in in both areas, during that 23-year period like never before in history. So it's a complete rule over all that... Uh, there is to rule over in this world and, and also the ten horns point to the completeness of Satan's rule over all as he has ruled from the beginning of the fall of man and, and he ruled up until the flood and he ruled after the flood to Abraham and from Abraham he ruled to David and David to Christ, and even when the Lord Jesus went to the cross, God still recognizes the legitimacy of Satan's rule in his bound condition for that figurative thousand years or throughout the entire church age. And then, finally, we get to the little season, which here in Revelation 17.12 is called One Hour, One Hour of Great Tribulation. And then he will have his rule enlarged and expanded and complete in that sense. But it will also be complete because this will end it. This, this is the the final days, the final time in which Satan will rule. So it will complete his overall rule because the last day of the Great Tribulation... May 21, 2011, and the beginning of Judgment Day is the completion of the rule of Satan over this world. At that point, the Lord Jesus Christ takes the kingdom. Christ takes over the church and over the world and begins to rule with a rod of iron as he is not ruling um with favor towards his subjects, but with wrath to the unsaved people of the earth, uh, and it's a rule to punish them, but nonetheless it's the rule of the Lord Jesus Christ since that point. Thanks for joining us for E Bible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over Pal Talk, Skype, Bible Fellowship's webcast audio or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.